Welcome, everyone, to ABA Live Radio. You're listening to the Behind the Music episode. I'm Jacqueline Jacks, your host. And on the show today, I'm going to be speaking with an artist who just released something amazing and new. It's Unbreakable, and it's a follow-up to his remedy. He's here to talk about it. Hey, Seam, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Thank you. Very good. Very good. <laughs> How can I not be, right? I get to sit and hang out with you today. I'm like, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> nice. And I appreciate that. Yay. What's it like in Seattle, Washington? You know, I have a lot of friends there, but I've never visited. Oh my gosh. Right now it is exactly what you would expect Seattle to be. It is, um, gray and rainy and I'm living for it actually are you really yeah yeah I I love it I love the like the gray Seattle weather yeah anything that I can wear boots with I'm happy with because I was in Florida for way too long and then I relocated to Canada just recently and I'm so excited because I get to wear winter clothes (laughs) (laughs) yeah see I I totally feel you you get it right yeah and people are like are you crazy i'm like no you don't understand how hot it is in florida (laughs) yes yes i feel (laughs) you oh this is awesome well like tell me the story of your song because i know you just had a new ep come out it's an ep or an album that's just it's an album it's an album wow awesome so i have not listened to all the tracks yet and i'm excited because it's like here now right but i have heard unbreakable and remedy maybe you could tell us how they work together yeah, so so Unbreakable, um, it, it's like part one and part two. Um, so Unbreakable was, I wrote it this year, but it's from 2016. So the, the whole album, like Cruel World, started in 2016, um, and that's how the, the whole story kind of comes together. It started, and this is going to sound super weird, but it started with the death of David Bowie, and like 2016 was just this like dumpster fire of a year for so many different people and so many yeah. different reasons. Isn't that true? It's devastating. Totally. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah. So like I blame David Bowie, um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, but so in 2016, a friend and I were in Nice, France and you know, we, we lived through some stuff there, but, and like, and I know I'm glossing over it. And so like we were running from like stray bullets and like a terrorist attack and but that that's not the point of the song or like any of the story or anything else um but what came out of it is really the point and so that's where unbreakable came from it's like i came back from that experience and you know i, I was living in this like ball of fear and then fear turned to anger because I was like, how am I letting somebody like influence my life like this? And then that anger just turned into like, okay, I'm obviously just a changed person from this. And so I just need to live with that. And that's where Unbreakable comes from. And then Remedy, for whatever reason, like I, I had to go back to like the scene of the crime, so to speak. And so I did that this year. And I was, I I went back to France by myself and kind of retraced my steps through that whole situation. And for the first couple of days I was there, it was just like, it was super weird. And I just felt this like heavy weight. 
And then um, I like Bastille Day happened and that was the anniversary. And the next day, like this, I just felt this weight had lifted and I don't know what it was, but I was like, all right, here it is. I feel better. Like, I feel like this was a good decision. And that's where Revity actually came from. I just, I, I went back to the apartment I was staying in and the, like the song just kind of like poured out of me. And then what's really funny is like the day or two after that, I was on a train up to Paris and I was on the train, like with my laptop, like writing a song, like I had Ableton up and like a sketch pad, like I'm writing out lyrics and like arranging. I was like, God, this is so, (laughs) this is, it was like a cool memory. I was like, Hey, I'm just writing the song of the train. And then I get to tell the story of like how the song came about, which I'm doing right now. So yeah, that's, that's where it came from. Gosh, that must've been horrifying though. I mean, a terrorist attack. Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't the best. Let's say that for sure. Yeah. What just, I mean, like, I, I don't know if you can briefly do it, but tell me yeah. what that was. Like, what what happened? You were just there in yeah. France, and a terrorist attack just happened right where you were, and you almost got killed, and, like, you know, bullets were going. I mean, what, what happened? <laughs> yes. Um, so a friend and I, we, we were in Nice, and so um, it was Bastille Day in 2016, and... You know, Bastille Day is, like, their Independence Day, like we have in America. And I know now you're in Canada. I don't know what I can compare it to. But, um, yeah, we were just walking along the water and everybody... I mean, it's just this huge celebration. And we had had, you know, a couple glasses, a.k.a. bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. And so we were, we were just being, like, fun, stupid people, just, like, walking down, enjoying the celebration. And, like, just out of nowhere, this person comes up right in front of us and said, shots are being fired. And as soon as she said that, and she said it in dead English and looked us right in the face. Um, we, we heard the bullets. We didn't know what was happening. And then it was just complete chaos. And so we ended up like running down this alley and just kind of like, like duck and cover. And all we heard was bullets and just people screaming and running everywhere. And so, Um, I mean, we were lucky enough, like we got out of the line of fire, we went back to our apartment and I did not fully understand what had just happened. Um, so me, I was like in complete denial. I was like, I'm popping a sleeping pill and going to bed. (laughs) Like, I, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole in my brain. And yeah. And so she, uh, my friend, her name is Annie. She, she stayed up all night and kind of watched all of the events unfold. And so what it was, was this guy um, he had gotten like a, a van and he just had like broken through the barricade or whatever and just had literally like run down a series of people, like literally running them over mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. come to find out um, where we were, where that person like turned to us and said like shots are being fired because we were just having fun. We weren't paying attention to anything. The The police had actually stopped him like only like a few feet in front of us. It was like 10 or 15 feet. And, like, we were just super lucky that we, I don't know, got the warning and were able to run and not pay attention or, like, I don't know. Like, looking back at it, I just feel very, very fortunate to not um, have, like, seen more than I actually did or be involved in more than I actually was. Yeah. Right. But you still went through the stages of, you still went through the stages of grief, it sounds like. Uh, Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Because... 
um, where, like, where we ran to, we were in this alley, and it was a dead end, and um, we were in there with a handful of other people, and, like, because when you're in a situation like that, you don't know what's going on, and so, like, I can look back at it now and think, or, and see that my imagination kind of, like, went wild like we were we were trapped in this dead end in this alley and yeah that would be shocking and it would be terrifying especially not knowing if anything was going to turn the corner and then like you know come after you guys yes and that's exactly where my brain went like we were standing there just like waiting for that person to like turn the corner and just like shoot us down Mm -hmm. because so when we were there when this all happened, this is in July of 2016, and it was October or November of 2015 when, like, that theater shooting, like, when people went across the city in Paris and just, like, started shooting people. And so, yeah. like, the country as a, as a whole was still, like, shaken from that. And, mm-hmm. you know, here in America, like, mass shootings were almost a daily occurrence at this point. So that's where my imagination went, and that's kind of, like, where the trauma, like, was seeded. And coming, like, after that trip, coming back and kind of undoing what I imagined. And, wow. yeah, it, it was a lot. But, you know, I, I was able, I'm able to share that story and, like, talk about it. And um, You have to. Yeah. Oh, That's totally. the way you yes. get over things. You know, like, when you hold them in, it's the worst thing you can do. Yes, absolutely agree. And so... That, that's why it's like I, I I had to go back this year. Like I I wanted to go back like almost immediately afterwards, but you know timing and life kind of get in the way, and so yeah. making it back this year was like huge. And that's where remedy came from, and so that's where that was seated. And going back and retracing those steps, I was like, I I don't know what I'm here for, but. I, I found the remedy and I don't know what that is. I'm not going to say it's closure or anything, but like I, I, a weight or like a fog, something has lifted. <laughs> I well, will say sure. That. I mean, like your freedom too. I mean, yeah. when you travel to France, you obviously traveled there because you enjoyed it. And then they yeah. took that away from you. So you kind of feel like that was a place maybe that you couldn't go back to, but going back to made it like possible for you to just release and have some closure, even though, you know, it's definitely something going to be on top of mind every time you travel now, you know, or go anywhere (laughs) in public. Yes, this is, this is absolutely true. And yeah, this was actually the first time I had gone back to France since that happened. I didn't, I did not even realize that. I mean, I've traveled um, a lot since then, but like, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does change you. I know it does. And you have to, I, I don't know if time heals it or if you just have to like you said you get angry and you get yeah. to a point where you're like I'm not gonna let this you know this happen like for instance when people went to the Ariana Grande concert and that bomb went off in London right I mean like a lot of those people will never let their children go to another concert again and I can uh-huh. honestly say I don't go to concerts anymore because of what's been happening in concerts you know and it does make yeah. you angry though but self-preservation, you know, you tend to back off of things mm-hmm. that are happening in the world. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. And th- there was a there was a point in time there for a minute where, you know, large crowds um, were not my jam. And so <laughs> <Yeah>. I, 
<laughs> Definitely not mine either anymore. <laughs> yeah, I had I the rave moment. I did it. I was loving it at the time. And I just grew out of it. I don't know. It's just not my thing anymore. Or perhaps it's just the culture we're in these days, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't I, feel safe. It, absolutely. Like, I went to a show. I went to see Phantoms um, last week. Amazing show. But I... I was in the middle of the crowd and like, I, I don't think about it until I think about it. I was like mm-hmm. right up at like the front of the stage, just surrounded by people. And then it just takes that split second, like in my brain, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like surrounded. And when I, when that moment happens, I'm like, mm, okay, I'm just going to grab a drink and chill and back and, you know, yeah. hang out and enjoy yeah. the rest of the show. And chill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, at least are, were they seated? Like, is, is, was it a situation where everybody was sitting down and just kind of chilling out? Because that's, that's like the ideal part. Like to be in a crowd where everybody's standing and pushing and stuff is a nightmare. <laughs> that, that, I, I, yes. And that's, I mean, so Phantoms, they're like this fun, like dance duo. So it was like a dance party. So we were all, it was standing and dancing and like, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're I, really in it. Yeah, I totally get it. Wow. Amazing. So this is what spurred the whole energy for these two songs. And it was like your process of coming out of it, right? Yeah. That's that's where it came from. Yeah. My goodness. But you're so brave, you know, you're so brave because you, you used it for something good. You used it to learn from the process, to understand yourself a little bit more. And you went back and you faced your fear yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's who it really is. Yeah, it, it is a lot, and I appreciate that. And, and thank you for saying like I, I, that I am brave because I, I people tell me that, but like I don't, I I don't particularly like see that in myself. Only because like I, it's just what I have to do. It's I mm-hmm. there the, like there's no choice. And when I came back like my friends, my family are like, Oh my God, you're so brave, you know, for sharing the story. And for me, it was like, like, I, I didn't have a choice. Like I want to get it out there. So yes, thank you. I I appreciate that. Yeah. It's a good part of the character. It's really good. You know, you should be proud of yourself for it. You know, we have to recognize the little wins and these are big wins actually in life, you know, but they all kind of make us who we are. And I learned, in this past 10 years, probably more than I've ever learned in my entire life, if that's possible, right? Like, I feel like in the past 10 years, it's just been like one lesson after another. And the more I struggle through it, the more I learn and the, and the more wise I've become all of a sudden. So sometimes it can hit you like that. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> yes, I, I totally agree. Yes. <laughs> what is What most inspires you about the arts? You know, and music. It seems like you're pretty cultured. I mean, you live in Seattle. That's a great art scene there. I have a lot of artist friends that are there. And then you travel, and France, obviously, is a very creative community. And it just breeds it, right, and inspires that. Well, it used to when they weren't having terrorist attacks, but hopefully it will again. <laughs> yes. But what what is it that inspires you about art? Is it all art? Is it just music? Do you like do you like looking at paintings and, and, you know, like kind of like every kind of creation? Yeah. Um, I, I am inspired by, I mean, so much. I mean, obviously music is my number one go-to. Um, I really like, you know, soundscapes and textures and, and sometimes just like jamming out and dancing like that is yeah. inspiring, you know? Um, 
But with visual arts, um, I mean, there have been some pieces that I've seen where I'm just like completely blown away. Um, I have, you know, art in, in my house, like hanging around, um, it, it's, it's everything and even dance. And like, as soon as you were like asking the question, you know, like what kind of art inspires you? I, I immediately went to that Sia video. I think it was Chandelier where that little girl was just dancing. Oh yeah. I love that one. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. It was so different and so fresh. And we were like, wow. Look at this. Yes. And, and it makes yes. you watch the whole video, too. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm like, about that. Just that dancing and, like, the choreography. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I could just put that on mute and just watch her dance. I was like, the, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's not limited to any one thing. It's just it, even, like, spoken word or, like, poetry. I this is going to sound completely ridiculous, but it totally is my character. I was at the gym the other day listening to Sinead O'Connor, and, oh, and you know, yeah. <laughs> as you do, right? Yeah. Um, and the opening of the song was this man speaking about like war and life, and I'm I'm sitting there like lifting weights, like tears are like rolling down my face. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing, <laughs> like. <laughs> like complete shenanigans at the gym so um it, it's just like everything like the words he was saying and the music was playing lightly behind like what he was actually speaking um but the words I was just like oh my god this is this is amazing and you know people are looking at me I just have like my earbuds in <laughs> I look like a complete idiot but it, you know there it is like so, it. so so many yeah, things it's great I'm I'm art is very powerful to me but I think well, for me, it's it's definitely part of my history because my all of my family are artists, like all of them. <laughs> Damn, like in like music or like what kind of art are they in? All of it. Like um, my uncle's in radio, and he's also a musician. My uh, my other uncle is a famous artist, and my mother's a fashion designer, you know, and she's been in the music business and show productions. So like there's been art throughout our whole family, opera singers and, and jazz pianists. Uh, Bill Evans is my cousin. I mean, like, it's just, it like, it's just so much that I've always grown around it. So I have a deep, you know, relationship with like all the arts and it's, it's intriguing how it affects people, you know? Oh my God, you were so lucky. Yes, and absolutely how it affects people for sure. Yeah, I love it. I really do. It's just all I ever want to do with my life. <laughs> you know, it's just yep. create really interesting things, including writing and poetry. I think they all go together. You know, it's just using uh-huh. your mind and, and your energy to create something special that affects people. I think that at the end of the day is art, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I totally agree 100%. Well, I love talking to you. This is so much fun. You got to come back soon, very, very soon, so we can have another chat. And I will come back whenever, of course, yes. Yeah, this is so cool. What, do you want to introduce your new body of work to the crowd so that we can get them playing it so, and they can hear it? Oh, my goodness. So, well, my newest body of work, like it, Cruel World, um, yeah, and I mean, I, I hope people understand and like can hear the story at least how it has played out in my head and you know because I I wanted it to start with it it does start off like more dancey and then it kind of dips and gets 
more emotional and very like interpersonal, like what I'm speaking about. And it, it ends with like, because the, the whole thing is, you know, it's, it's a journey and it ends with a song that's called, there's nothing left to say. And, um, it's like, I just had to punctuate this, uh, this whole thing, this whole experience, this whole album with, I, I think I've said everything that there is. And it's just an acapella piece. And the only lyrics are, there's nothing left to say. And it just, it's the, the period at the end of the sentence that is a cruel world. So, um, yes, I, I, I hope that people like listen to it and like come on that journey with me and, it, it it's a little you know personal and moody, um, but it, it's out there, and I and I hope it it touches people the way that it is intended to. I absolutely know that they will adore it just as much as we adore you here. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Musicbyseam.com is where you can connect with this artist. He's also on social media, guys. Enjoy this song. This is Unbreakable, one of his newest on AVA Live Radio. Right. 